welcome to this podcast, recorded live at the Junction Church, Aberdeen. We pray this message inspires and encourages you. For more information, you can connect with us at www.thejunctionchurch.com. So, uh, let's go to the Bible. Do you love the Bible here? Come on, let's go to uh, Mark chapter number 6. And I will read just a few verses and then we will get this party started. Does that sound good? Okay, here's what it says. Jesus left that part of the country and returned uh, with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. They asked him, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Do you ever wonder that? (laughs) Then they scoffed. Ha! Someone say, ha! (laughs) Ha! This is going to be fun. Then they scoffed. Um, He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, and Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They They were deeply offended and refused to believe him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his hometown And among his relatives and his own family, it's a sad day when a prophet is honored everywhere else except in their hometown and among those who they call family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them. Probably one of the saddest scriptures, I think, in the Bible, you know, Jesus and couldn't just shouldn't be in the same sentence. But because of their unbelief, because of their resistance, because because they couldn't trust in God, he was unable to perform any miracles among them except place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. I want to talk this morning just for a few moments uh, that we have together on the all in life. And I've titled this message, if you're taking notes, and you have to take notes in church, right? Because I heard someone say that uh, if you do take notes, you're more likely to make it into heaven. I don't have any proof of that. So don't, <laughs> so don't judge me, okay? It's just what I heard. So uh, if you're taking notes, I've titled this message this morning, Breaking Resistance. Someone say, Breaking. Breaking resistance let's pray father i thank you that you are in this place this morning i thank you jesus that you have good things in store for us god in your word i pray god that your word this morning as it goes out lord god it lands on fertile soil god God, i pray that your word establishes this morning what it sets out to establish we know that god your word is on a mission god to do something in our hearts to activate something to stir us up lord god and i pray this morning that you would stir us up, Lord God, lead us, shape us, teach us, guide us, God. We love you in this place. And someone with faith said, amen. Why don't you give it up for Jamie as he takes a seat. Thank you, sir. Amazing doctor. That's amazing. You've got some amazing people here. Uh, I really believe that the call of God in our lives in this season is to live the all in life. The all uh, uh, the Urban Dictionary, I don't know if you check it out from time to time, but it describes, it describes um, uh, all, uh, the all in life or all in. It means uh, to, be totally, to be totally committed to something. I really believe that, that God is looking for warriors. 
that God is looking for those who would be unafraid and unashamed to, to passionately pursue the things of God and not just not just that we would know church but or know the processes and the systems and how this thing works, but that we would know Jesus, that we would know the heart of the Father and what it means to be passionately in love and in relationship with the King of Kings. I feel in this season that God, God is looking for those that would no longer play it safe, those that would get stuck in and, and apply themselves to the work that is at hand. I think God is looking for, for those of us in these days that would maximize uh, the most of everything that is thrown at us. He's looking for box breakers, those that would live life to the full. Paul says, uh, Paul says this to the Ephesians in Ephesians 3.19. He says, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. He's looking for those that wouldn't worry about tomorrow, but those that would make today, this very moment, the prize. That's what God is doing in this year. He's calling out the adventurer in us. When I was growing up in South Africa, uh, when we were like 10 years old, we would go on this excursion called a spirit of adventure. And, and I love spirit of adventure. Uh, spirit of adventure was designed to develop our potential, you know, as 10 year olds, to develop our potential, conveying modern leadership theory, personal development and team building as 10 year olds. <laughs> Using the medium of the outdoors, it was designed to push our limits as 10-year-olds and pull out the adventure in us. You know, we'd get a backpack on and we'd put on our, get a sleeping bag on top and our sleeping mat underneath. And we would go out into the outdoors. And I think, I think that's what God would require us to do with the faith life is, is to put on the backpack of adventure and, and throw ourselves. And you remember what it was like when you first gave your life to Jesus. You remember how fired up you were. You remember, uh, how your life changed. You know, Chaz was describing this weekend the moment when everything changed. I want to, I want to take you back just for a moment to that moment when everything changed, when, when you were consumed and captivated by the love of Jesus. I pray this morning that once again you would be captivated, that you would be, that you would be, uh, just, just your life would just be transformed once again. Jesus says daily pick up your cross, that in the morning you, you, you get up and there's just, there's something that burns and side of you, I was encouraging, we were encouraging the young people this weekend that, that this fire would continue to burn from, from, from the very youngest to the, to the very oldest. You know, there's, you know as, a, as a young guy, there's nothing I love more than seeing our parents' generation and the generation above them just, just, just in church. I love this morning, Margaret met us at the door. I just, my heart just melted. She's like, hi, I'm Margaret. I'm here to look after you today. And I was just, I was like, really, Margaret? I just, I was like, I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, yes, there's a woman who's still on fire, who still loves God. And you know, and you know, that's encouraging for us. You know, we need the fathers and the mothers in the house to, to encourage us. We need the fathers to, 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 to show us what it means to pray. To show us what it means to, to be in love with the word of God. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Pray this morning that we would be captivated. Once again, that we would, that we would become adventurers. The adventurer lives a life that is beyond the barrier of comfort and the border of convenience. The adventurer is all in comfort and calling. Do not sit together. You and I can't afford to be comfortable any longer. Aberdeen needs to know Jesus. 
Aberdeen needs to know the love of the Father. This city needs to know. And, and you know, when I say this city, it sounds daunting. It's like, oh my gosh, teams like 100,000 people. No, maybe just about three or four people in your circle. Maybe just the people at, at, at work or, or, or at school or in the office, just maybe even your family members. I've got a big heart for family in these days. I really believe that, that there are family members. You know, I was prophesying yesterday into the, into the young people that I really believe that, that there are family members who are going who gonna to come to know God. Not, not, not because we, you know, we've got the words or, or the eloquence or, or the ability to, to, to speak and to prophesy. Yes, we've got all those things, but because of just who we are. And what we carry and, 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 and what God is doing in our hearts. The adventurer is all in. I've come to realize in the short space of time that I've been serving Jesus that more than anything, you know, Christianity is about personal development. It's about personal development. Whatever has transpired in your life up until this point, in your heart, in your mind, has actually existed to pull you in closer. Everything that is, that, that, is, that, that is sort of, that you've experienced, that you've, that you've had to deal with, God has been trying to pull you in closer. The enemy doesn't want too much from you, you know. But if he can cause you to resist, if he can cause you just to, just to, just to kick back, to shrink back a little bit, I would say it's a good day in the office for him. Some of you have had your foot on the brake for far too long. You haven't moved from the, from the stop sign. You haven't moved from the, from the traffic light. In South Africa, we call them robots. You haven't, moved, you haven't moved from the traffic light in so long. It's time to take your foot off the brake and onto the accelerator junction, church. It's time to go. City Hearts is coming, and it's coming quick. We need you, ladies, to step in there. We need you, brothers, to support that thing. We need, you, we need, you, we, we need to come together in these days because we're, we're about to rescue hundreds and hundreds of women out of slavery. We're, a, we're, a, we're on a mission here. I don't know if you realize that, but it's time for us to wake up and get on board because this ship is sailing, baby. This ship is sailing. Resistance in the right place is a good thing. Don't get me wrong because the Bible says resist the enemy and he will... He will flee. Paul says, the Ephesians says, put on the whole armor of God so that you might be able to resist the strategies of the enemy. Resistance in its right place is a good thing. There's a guy called Stephen Elwood who is a contributor and an executive analyst for an organization called the Quinonia Institute. And this is an organization that focuses on an in-depth Bible study, an in-depth study of the Word of God. And he did some research. He found that six in ten young people, this is scary and it should scare you, six in ten young people, almost 59%, will, in the first decade of, of their life when they leave home, at some point will fall away from from the community of faith and, and the kingdom of God. And, and for me, that, that, just, that just causes an urgency and a, and a, and a desperation to, to, see, to see young people come to know God, all people come to know God. And uh, yeah, they, they, he says that they, at some point they will, they will resist. And in this text that we've read this morning in Mark chapter 6, there's, a, there's just a hint of resistance towards Jesus. Let me read this to you. He says, they said, where did he get all this wisdom and power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed, he's just a carpenter. They were deeply offended and they refused to believe him. Excuse me, sir. This, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. This is, oh my goodness, the light of the world. This, this is Jesus. He's here reduced by our human standards and measurements to carpentry. By the way, what's wrong with carpentry? Don't you know that carpentry is the making of kings? That if you want to be a, a, 
if you want to be a royal, you, you and I better get used to the carpentry. And the carpentry is, is not pretty. It doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. You get tired doing the mundane. And, and there's nothing wrong with the mundane because, because this man who was a carpenter was also king. He was, he was also, he was also king. Uh, uh, they were, if you and I are not careful, uh, resistance can lead to resentment. Where you begin to resist the very thing that was actually designed to add value to your life and, and to grow you. If you're not careful, resistance can lead to a rebound. Where you end up settling for second best when God has the very best for you, Junction Church. Stop settling for, 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 for what, for what could be and start, and start applying yourself to what is. God has the very best things in store for you. If you are not careful, resistance can lead, uh, can, can lead to religion. Which, and religion is dangerous because it pulls you away from, from relationship. And Jesus, he, he never came for religion. Uh, he, religion can, it can cause you to stop, you know, serving or going to a, a dinner party on a Wednesday or prayer meeting on a Sunday night. And Sundays just become another tick in the box for you. And therefore all you have is, is religion, and before you know it, you've missed out on the full life that God has for you. God has a full life for you, and then all you have is regret. Where you live in I wishville, oh, I wish. I wish I'd taken that opportunity when Pastor Kevin offered it to me. I wish I'd stepped into that. I wish, I wish, I wish. And you know, I'm no expert. You know, I haven't got it all together. I'm not perfect. I know you look at me in all black and you're thinking, wow, he's perfect. But, <laughs> but I'm far from it, my friend. You know, you know, I think maybe perhaps the reason sometimes why we resist, maybe, maybe fear, which is, which is fair enough. You know, fear of failure. I don't know about you, but I sometimes struggle with fear of failure. Sometimes I don't step into stuff because I, I think I'm going to fail. And well, we can't fail, can we? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes fear, fear of what people will think. Fear of people's opinions. Fear sometimes is a reason. Familiarity, oh my goodness. They said, they said, they said, ha ha. Did you see that in, in the scripture that we read? They said, they said, ha, we, 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 we know Jesus. We know Jesus. We, we know his brothers. We know, we, we know his sisters. His sisters live right here among us. They they were so familiar. It's funny how, how, how people can recognize the gift in you but can never receive from it. You'll find that familiarity in your life can cause resistance because you've become too familiar here. And now you can't even lift up a hand and encourage the preacher when he's up here, when she's up here. You can't even engage but because it's all become too familiar. This is normal. Let me tell you, this is not normal. This has to blow you away every single Sunday. This experience has to, has to cause a stir in you every single time we gather as a community of believers. We have to leave with more than what we came in with. We've come to this place to pour out. We haven't come to take. You better bring your best here. You better bring your best praise, your best worship, your best attitude, your best, your best offering. You better bring your best. Because guess what? God gave his best for you and I. Bring your best, church. Come on. Bring your best. Familiarity can cause resistance. How about offense? Woo. Don't go there, Tibbs. Tibbs, yeah, that's what they call me. Don't go there. 
Offense can cause resistance. They were deeply offended. How strange. Moses, they were deeply offended. It's, it's sad when someone's gift offends you. It's, it's a sad day. Offense has kept you in a corner for far too long. It's time to kick, kick that thing in the teeth. Kick it in the teeth. It's, it's time to forgive. It's time to take your foot off the brake, place it on the exterior. It's time, it's time to move on. It's, it's become too trendy to be offended. Uh, offense, I heard someone say once that offense is never given. It's always taken. Offense can cause resistance, unbelief. The Bible says that they refuse to believe it. When you and I don't actually believe in who God says that he is and that he can do what he says he can do, it can cause, it can cause resistance in our lives. It can cause resist, resistance in our lives. He was amazed at their unbelief. Because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles. The more you resist, the more you restrict God. Come on, let's not restrict what God wants to do. Let's open ourselves up. The enemy can cause you to resist. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's having a day off. Come on, let's break resistance in this church. Let's live the all in life. Where we're totally committed to something. Where no matter what we are, we're all in. We're all in. God is looking for adventurers in this season. This is your best life. I don't know if you realize it, ladies and gentlemen, but this is your best life. This is it. I don't know what you're waiting for. What are you waiting for? This is it. This is, this is the best life. This is the best, this is the best life. It's time for us to break resistance and to step into what God has for us. Let me give you a few practicals. Can I give you some practicals? Uh, in order to kick resistance in the teeth, number one, <laughs> you have to recognize it. You have to recognize it. Psalm 139. Is that going to come up? Can we get Psalm 139 up there? I love this. This is... This is David. He says, don't worry, I've got it here. If not, this is David. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. That's a healthy prayer to pray every now and then. Search me, O God. It's only when you, when you recognize the resistance, the area of resistance in your life, it's only then when you can, then you can challenge it. Sometimes you have to challenge yourself. Sometimes you can't get a coffee with Pastor Laura or Pastor James. Sometimes, sometimes they're busy. They've got four kids. Oh my goodness. Sometimes you have, to, you have to challenge yourself. I've been talking to our church recently about how God is wanting to mature us. How he's wanting to take us off the milk and, and the puree and get us onto the, onto the fillet steak, baby. Sometimes you have to challenge yourself, but in order to do that, you have to sometimes do a self-analysis and, and recognize which area in your life have you become resistant in. Which, is, which area is it that you have become resistant in? Is it the area of love? Are you struggling to love people because you think they'll hurt you? Is it the area of giving and generosity? Have you, have you become a person who withholds? No, no, throw yourself into everything this morning. Make the most of every opportunity. If he's presented it before you, he has, he, has, he, has, he has qualified you for it. He's prepared you for it. You've got the gift, Junction Church. You've got the gift. You better stir it up. Come on, help me preach. High five three people, at least three people. Tell them you've got the gift. Come on, tell them. Say, stir it up. Come on, say, stir it up. Stir up the gift of encouragement. Stir up the gift of evangelism. Stir up the gift.
of generosity, stir it up. <laughs> because we're stretching out our ten pegs. We're, we're enlarging our territory. City Hearts, we are enlarging our territory because, because God is getting ready to bring a harvest into this place. God is getting ready to multiply everything that we're doing. He's getting ready to add another service. He's getting ready to fill this place. He's getting ready to, to blow our minds. We, we cannot put limits on our God. He, he lives outside of our limits. He is, he's greater. He's, he's bigger than our minds can ever conceive. You better better start dreaming a bit again. Is there a church of dreamers here today? Come on, come on. We better start dreaming. God, what could you do in the next six weeks? What could you do in this church? What could you do in my life? God, how do you want to use me? Recognize the area of resistance in your life so it no longer holds you back. Secondly, you have to begin to rebuild your faith. I don't know what caused so much unbelief in these people's hearts. The Bible says in Romans ten seventeen that faith comes by hearing by the word of God. Thank you very much. Guess what that means for us? It means that there's no way that we can do this life and, and live this life that we're called to live without, without this thing getting inside of us. I understand it's in your head, but it's time you got it in your heart. Let the word of God govern your life. Be led by the scriptures. Be inspired by what God has to say. Paul said this to the Ephesians. He said, he said, I ask the Lord to strengthen you by his spirit, not brute strength, but a glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. Inner strength, inner strength. We've got some reconstruction, reconstruction to do. Don't focus too much on building your earthly home church that you negate building your eternal home. Don't be so caught up in what you're building, building out here that you forget to build what's in here. Rediscover what it means to follow and to serve Jesus. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for your favorite preacher on YouTube. Don't do it for Pastor Kevin and Cheryl. Don't do it for us because we can't save you. Only he can. Refine. Redefine your future, renew your mind, reestablish relationship. Here's the third thing you can do for me, and that is to reduce the noise. That is to reduce the noise. There's, there's so much noise, and there's so much noise in our lives. There, there are so many distractions, so many voices, things people said to you. There are so many things that are that are getting in the way you you can't even think straight you know you wake up in the morning and you scroll on social media there's somebody there telling you this is how you should behave there's things that that someone you respected said to you and and it brought you down these noises are according these guys they probably they probably talked amongst themselves uh, who is this Jesus that he can that where does he get all this wisdom and power to perform such miracles uh, what you have to do and get ready to do and learn how to do in this season is reduce the noise Reduce the noise, voices of, of negativity. You have to kill, you have to, this is how you kill resistance. You have to, you know, one of the biggest, I think, one of the biggest and the loudest voices in our lives is conflict. I think that conflict keeps us in a place of resistance. Here's how, here's how the Bible says to deal with conflict, Matthew 18, I love this. If a believer sins against you, go privately to them. 
and point out the offenses. Let's say gather about three people and talk about it. Let's have a meeting. Oh my gosh, can you believe Pastor Chats? No, Pastor Chats wouldn't offend anybody. So he might, he might be the wrong example. No, 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 no. If there's, if there's something that you are, you know, that's, that, that's troubling you, let's, let's be good at talking, you know, especially us guys, you know, we're not, you know, we're not good at talking. But let's, you know, you know, you know let's resolve things quickly because we want to move on in strength. We want to, we, 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 we've got, we've got work to do here. We want to, let's, let, let's resolve things quickly. If the other person listens and confesses it, you've won the person back. What's the end goal? Is the end goal to win the person back or to remain in conflict with, with, with wounded hearts? Come on, let's win each other back. Let's win each other back. A conflicted spirit can be a loud noise in your heart. Let's, let's, let's reduce the noise in our spirits. Let's, let's learn how to silence the voices, all these things. There's already enough. There's already enough out there. There's, there's a lot of media and, 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 and you know, politics and, and all, all kinds of things changing around in the world around us. There's enough, there's enough stuff to cause our minds to feel like it's going to explode sometimes. But let's do our best to reduce, reduce the noise. Bring in the Spirit of God. Bring in, bring in worship, bring in, bring in the Holy Spirit to come in, invite him in. Lord, come into my day today. Father, Father, sharpen me today. What is it that you have for me? Let's get the band up here and I'll give you the last point and then we'll pray and then we'll have some awesome coffee. Here's, 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 here's the last thing you can do if you want to if you want to kill resistance in your life and this is important. You have to, you have to remember who you're doing this for. You have to remember who is at the center of it all. You have to remember, I think sometimes we forget. I call it spiritual amnesia. Because you've been living your life for, for other people for too long. For too long and, and you know, people, people have let you down. And you've begun to distrust and you know I get it and God gets it. It, it can be painful. You know when you've been trusted and, and you've been let down? I get it. That's why Jesus, that's why Jesus says, come to me, you who are weary and are carrying a heavy burden. And I will give you rest. Your rest this morning, my friend, whoever you are out there who's struggling, who's battling with some stuff, some thoughts, your rest is in Jesus. It's in, it's in Jesus this morning. Stop tripping up over people and things. Your rest this morning is in Jesus. Let's not forget about the person. These guys, these guys amaze me, you know, because, because they just confessed to witnessing the wisdom that flowed from his mouth. They've just, they've just confessed to witnessing the power of Jesus and but even then they're missing the person. And, I, and you know, I, I love the power of God. I love the power of God. In fact, it might just break into this room this morning and set some people free. I love the power of God, but not at the expense of the person of Jesus. Fall in love with with the person of Jesus, who is the ultimate example of the all-in life, who was totally committed to the cause and gave his life so that you and I might have life. We're talking about the one who's able to leave the 99 and come after the one to come after me. I mean, who are we? 
that he would leave the 99 and, and run after us. You know, I was in the barber shop the other day getting my hair cut and I was waiting for two hours. I was stressed out and it was my turn to, to get my hair cut next. And, and this gentleman comes in and talks to my barber, OJ. And before I know it, this other guy is in the seat before me and I'm not happy about this. And so I get to the seat, I say, hey, OJ, what was that about? How come this guy got to go before me and I was trying to get my hair cut? I've been waiting here two hours and I've got things to do, bro. And so... So OJ, he says to me, he says, oh, hey, pastor, you know, thick Jamaican accent, he calls me pastor. He says, hey, pastor, this guy was here before your man. I said, okay, whatever, OJ, cool, let's go. And then two weeks later, the same thing happens. I'm, I'm waiting two hours for, for, to get my hair cut. And, and, this, and this older gentleman comes in and he chit-chats to OJ a little bit. And then before I know it, OJ comes across to me and says, hey, look, is it okay if I cut this gentleman's hair before you? I said, it's not okay absolutely not he's like oh you know he's gonna oh, it's like it's like fine whatever and he cuts this guy's hair and i get into the chair and, and i said oj what was that about he said oh you know every time this guy comes in and, and he doesn't get seen to straight away he's he ends up leaving he ends up leaving and going somewhere else i said oj how do you know i'm not gonna do the same thing because i'm tired of waiting he said, I know. he said, you're not going anywhere. I said, how do you know that? He said, because you're loyal. He knows I was convicted at that point. But then I suddenly remembered the heart of the father. Because as OJ was pursuing this man who was getting away, I suddenly felt the Holy Spirit and I was reminded that this is what Jesus does. He leaves the 99 and he pursues the one who is getting away. This is who you and I are doing this for. This is the God in whom we serve. for joining with us. For more information about events, service times and how to connect with us, visit www.thejunctionchurch.com.